Let it know, the hand, let them know, the hand you've been dealt, the color blood that it spilt, the only mother tongue that you felt, as you weathered the environment you inherited and claimed for yourself. Let it know, let them know how you're built. Welcome to Extraordinary Ordinary People Podcast, where we are finding wonder in the ordinary by telling the extraordinary stories of ordinary people. Today's episode is an interview with my friend Aaron Dunn. Aaron is a poet as well as a business developer and medical recruiter. He is also the creator of Drive Network, a group for entrepreneurs in the East Texas area and co-host of the Brewing Community Live podcast, hosted at the Tyler Innovation Pipeline. In this episode, Aaron and I are going to discuss poetry, how he got into poetry, what it's like competing at slams, what poetry is, the purpose of poetry, how poetry helps him, and encouragement for others to write poetry. To hear the rest of Aaron's poem that you heard a clip of here at the beginning, listen through to the end, where you can hear the full poem. And as a little bonus addition, you're going to hear me attempting to read a poem as well. So without further ado, here's my friend, Aaron Dunn. I wrote as a as a kid, I, I'm a fan of rap music. So the, the art of rhyme in rap music and storytelling in rap music, um, regardless how you feel about the genre, it's poetry in its own right. So like I had experienced, you know, rapping or, you know, for friends like or whatever. Like for real? Like rap battles? I like to rap, yeah. Like when I was in high school, I liked to try to freestyle and I was probably, you know, I was awful in a lot of ways. But then, you know, there was promise of a young poet. Did you start with poetry for the page or you started with more poetry to be spoken and performed when you kind of transitioned from rap to poetry? My writing came from, I, I used to serve tables. I, I waited tables in the restaurant mm-hmm. industry for a long time. I had a pen and a pad, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I'd write funny raps on, on that, you know, in the meantime. Yeah. I had thoughts in my head and I mm-hmm. wanted to get it out. So quickly just jot some things down so I don't forget them. Yeah. You know, I started to share them slowly with people that, hey, what do you think of this? You know, people that I trusted. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, that's cool. And then they would, you know, kind of poke fun at me and, you know, call me, you know, oh, you and your poetry <laughs> or whatever. But at the same time, it didn't really matter because... You know, one, I trusted them. I knew they were just my friends. But mm-hmm. also, I just didn't care because I knew that it was helping me. Right, you know? yeah. It helps me think. It helps me get the mm-hmm. emotions out, you know. Mm-hmm. Or it helps me just wrestle with an idea or wrestle with a struggle or re- mm-hmm. or even, you know, celebrate a joy. Usually not celebrate. It's more like critical thinking in, on, yeah. in my realm. But So, will you tell us a story about your first time performing spoken word? My first actual poet like i'm gonna go perform poetry was Mm -hmm. at a poetry slam competition got started writing Mm -hmm. and i was like this isn't really poetry meant to be read like it's not going to be good if it's if if somebody reads it they're going to be like what this is you know i I didn't identify as um, good enough to to be printed on a page but i thought it was important enough to share you Mm -hmm. know at least important to me and i thought other people might have value out of the story I was telling in that at that time. So then I started Googling and found that the Texas Grand Slam Poetry Festival in... Um, in in uh, College Station. In College Station, yeah. The one that you went to. Yep, yeah. I've gone twice now. Yeah, and um, I found it, and it was like one of the very first ones that they were doing. I was like, I got to do this. So I just put my name in the hat to perform, and I didn't really know exactly what I was going into. I just mm-hmm. knew what 
I wanted to do. I knew I'd lose, like, but I wasn't really worried about it. Right. It was just the fact of doing it. Yeah. And there was no real place around Tyler that feeds the poetry community. There's open mics, but they're music focused. So it didn't feel very comfortable to me. So I, I made the trek down there. And then, you know, my first real poetry performance was in like the competition setting of, okay, I know I have three minutes to do this poem and I'm just going to say it and see what happens. And people were awesome. You know, I don't know if anybody liked it. I barely even remember the poem that I said <laughs> or anything, but um, I said it and it was it was very, very fun. I was addicted, really. It was just powerful because it was at a bar mm-hmm. um, outside at a Revolution Bar. Yeah, and, I went there this year. Yeah, and, you know, it's a cool atmosphere and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's like probably 100 people out there sitting. And I, I thought it was so cool that somebody could get up and in a, in a bar setting where people are drinking and crowding and doing their thing, give somebody three to five minutes to say their piece mm-hmm. and silence an entire room for somebody that they've never met. And it was just so cool to me to just watch it. And yeah. then I got to be a part of it too, which was awesome. But mm-hmm. were you on a stage? Yeah, they had like, a, I guess they had a stage. A little outdoor stage, kind of. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't like, you know, so, huge or anything. So when they were like, all right, and our next poet up, keep it going, keep it going yeah. for Aaron Dunn. What did you feel in that moment? I felt, man, that's a good question. I felt, uh, I felt excited. I felt like, I felt, you know, pretty nervous or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, this is it, you know, um, it's it's weird when you you never know what to expect like you know you don't really see faces too much you see like two or three mm-hmm. i tried not to pay attention to them but then i wanted to see if anything was connecting you know right. so it was all this type of i don't want to forget what i said but i want to you know really feel the the what this feels like like i, I want to know what being on stage feels like mm-hmm. i want to know what sharing poetry live with people feels like so i had to be like i, I wanted to take inventory of that and that feeling of for, for me to, you know, maybe get better, but also I wanted to, of course, perform the best that I can and, you know, say something that, mm-hmm. you know, was important to me. And, um, Do you remember what your poem might have been man, at the time, like what it might have been about? I or really, I barely know. The it mood just, of it, maybe? Was it angry? It was <laughs> a little angsty, man. It was, okay, it was yeah. angsty, yeah. If I remember right, it was, it was pretty disjointed. If I look, if, if I critique myself, you know, this is like six years ago, almost Mm, or five years ago. Um, I critique my spoken word writing. Then it was very, um, you know, artful and in my connections and my personal, like, like how I'm making the connections, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really keep the audience in mind and helping them make those connections. So I think that, um, it was probably it was really more poetry for me than it was for anybody else and that's okay but at the same time it doesn't win a poetry thing you know what i mean which i was okay with it was just more about doing it just getting out there and doing it right yeah that's awesome that you took that first step and at the texas grand slam poetry festival too like that's a big place to decide you're gonna make your debut it wasn't really a debut. It felt natural to me. It was just like, oh, okay, there's a there's an open mic, mm-hmm. you know, over there. It's available. I'm, you know, free to do it. And, you know, it's like I know that it will be received in a way that is appreciated mm-hmm. at least a little bit. So, you know, it just felt right, I guess, at the time. And I felt like I needed to do it. So mm-hmm. I just did it. I just went for it. That's awesome. So is that advice you would give to someone who is thinking about doing poetry or has some stuff and they're not sure what to do with it? Heck, yeah. 
Heck yeah. Um, you know, maybe not competition. That might be uh, yeah. something that is like added pressure that you don't need. I would definitely recommend anybody to just do an open mic at a music open mic. It doesn't, you know, in, in Tyler specifically, you know, you have a lot of open mics that happen around town, but they're full mm-hmm. of musicians, but it is an open mic. And the only way that it will be uh, an open mic where poetry is appreciated um, is that if there's more poetry there. So it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter you know just go out and do it because you're going to get better right at performing you're gonna get better at writing you're gonna get more comfortable in front of people communicating in front of people all those things and it's just going to make your life better really yeah. and then other people if they don't like it that's fine but that says more on them than it does on you so yeah and i i'm a big advocate of doing the things that you think you can't do yes like thinking I could never get up and get on the mic and say stuff to people and then you just have to one day just decide you're going to do it and then you're like wow I can do stuff it's amazing and then it'll just kind of keep going from there so I actually did my first open mic um you were there yeah it was not good no it <laughs> but was good. I did it and mine was very angsty too and I have that same problem of like I write something and I know what it means to me and then it's like well that might not have meant anything to anyone else mm-hmm. but but that's not where that's not necessarily what the value is. Right. Like it might not, but it might have. Mm-hmm. And you'll never know. And it's amazing sometimes like the poems that I share that I don't think will hit anybody that that are maybe deeply personal to me or are like oh this is so abstract are the ones that somebody goes that thing that you said about that that was amazing. You know, you never know how you're really hitting somebody yeah. and it might be totally unrelated from your intent, but it could break that lock for somebody and say at the very least well crap if he can do it i can you know or (laughs) something like that yeah so what do you think that poetry is like what are the characteristics of something that you'd say that's a poem i think it has to do with intent like i'm intending to make whatever i'm writing something that is more than a traditional sentence where i'm trying to communicate like i'm I'm not trying to um have a conversation i'm trying to say something right so i want to make this an art i want to make this something that says more than one thing maybe so i think that's kind of where poetry is i want to say something but i want to say it in a particular way in a particular style i want to craft it i want to use words as plato you know and So I told you a moment ago, I looked up the definition of poetry because that's where I start with everything. So the first definition you'll get from dictionary.com is the art of rhythmical composition written or spoken for exciting pleasure by beautiful, imaginative, or elevated thoughts, which I don't necessarily agree with the rhythmical part. I don't think it has to be rhythmical. And I think you would agree. I've seen some stuff where you play with the visual form of the poem, which I really like. It made me think of E.E. E. Cummings. He has the poem The Grasshopper mm-hmm. and the words hop all over the page. Mm-hmm. Or I don't remember the author, but it's about a tightrope walker. And actually the way that the words are laid out on the page, it looks like someone balancing or the words kind of teeter-totter over the page like it's you know, you're trying to keep your balance on a tightrope. Yeah. So I think poetry is, like you said, telling a story or creating an image or evoking a feeling. I kind of like to write stuff that obviously it's going to have my experience and my feeling in it, but I want it to also kind of be Mm open-ended and people wonder, what is the rest of that story? And maybe they fill it in with their personal story Mm -hmm. or they can postulate on me and my story, whatever. So... Yeah. Or something that's just like clever. So there's also like if you just use a clever turn of phrase. Right. I call that poetry. Definitely. And I think that's a lot of what spoken word is, is taking a 
a word or a thought and kind of turning it on its head and making you see it in a new way. Yes. Okay, so there's poetry for the page where you have the value of seeing the tightrope. You know, if it's a poetry about tightrope, you see you see it on the page. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, even if it's not an image, some words, the arrangement of words, um, line breaks in the poem mm-hmm. make the poem special for whatever reason. If it's, you know, it, it almost teaches you how to read it and interact with it, the, mm-hmm. the way that the words are aligned. Spoken word has the strength of spoken word so voice inflection matters speed of speech really matters the tone and you know what you're talking about and how you how you present it so i think i think spoken word it it does things that print can't Mm -hmm. it it does things that you know art of another type if it's images if it's painting or if it's you know sculpting or something like that can't do Mm -hmm. so spoken word you know utilizes the power of language and how it can be so versatile and so powerful and even incorporates body language your question yeah yeah body language everything Mm -hmm. it's just it's got this magic about it that can't be recreated yes so I just kind of want to focus on like anyone can write poetry like it yeah. you are like to me I'm like okay Aaron like he's a poet he knows what he's doing because you've done some performances you went to sure. the slam I have experience like, yeah exactly and so I like for people to realize like it's not like you're so I mean you're great but it's not like you're some amazing superstar and no, yeah. only you could do it like anyone could do it right right so you had very humble beginnings just jotting things down and you were just persistent with it right yeah yeah, it's just practice. It's just practice, practice, practice. The more hours and the more, you know, and it's not about like, I got to, I have to do it today. It was just, you know, it's just a habit that I've, and it's like, it's kind of like having a pet or like kind of having, you know, that, that thing that you always go back to that you can yeah. just count on to, to get you through something, you know, or, right. or whatever. Or it's like, I know that this outlet is not destructive, it's constructive and right. I can, I can share it or I, I don't have to. And it's yeah. just, this is my space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everybody can do that and everybody can get value out of it. It's not about, a lot of times social media and or whatever, pop culture creates this unnecessary pressure in the back of our mind that it has to be something. It has to get some likes. But like the more, <laughs> right, it has to go somewhere. It has to make money. It has to do, you know, the only, for whatever reason, we think that value comes from outside when we lose the fact that it could just have value intrinsically. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, even my worst of the worst poems, I've saved all my poems uh, that I wrote. Except that one you performed on stage. It's it's in fragments probably somewhere, <laughs> you know, but like on my little waiter sheets, I have them at home because I sometimes like go through them and just to see, you know, what I was thinking or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I bet there's some good ones in there. And then I realized that they're awful. Yeah. But, but it's like, almost kind of like a journal. You keep a journal and you go back yeah. and you're like, I was an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, but there's value in that because that page got me to the next page. And yeah. that could be a you know metaphor for life or whatever. You know, it's just like, it's, it's progression. It's not yeah. about like how much attention I can get from it. It's right. how, you know, it's all about, you know, your own finding that value yourself and just being okay with that and that progression. And I think that's part of what I love about spoken word. Well, not spoken word in particular, but I love going to spoken word competitions, performances, whatever, Mm -hmm. because I love that people are just getting up there and being vulnerable. Like the fact that they are getting up there speaking to a crowd full of people, like that's 
I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I connect with that. And then maybe their poem is something I connect with too. And I think what's interesting is sometimes I cannot connect with that poem at all. But I like, you know, I learned something about them and their experience. It's just like a story. You get to see life through someone else's eyes and that increases your understanding of life. And I like that it, I think it makes you more open-minded too. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you a story. I went to a spoken word competition in Houston just to watch. I took two of my friends. They're like country boys. They're like big, tough, driving in my big truck, you know. Got it. They did not know what what they were getting into. I was like, hey, come to this thing with me. They're like, okay. And um, there were a lot of performers who were talking about racism and, you know, their experience of life as an African-American. Those guys were like, whoa. Like when we left, they were like, wow, I'm really going to think differently about how I view people and the things I say, even jokingly. Like, it was amazing to me that they took so much away from those people being brave, getting up there on stage sharing. I actually cried like three times at that slam competition. I was just crying, just bawling. It was great. I had Listening? so much fun. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it was That's amazing. why it's important. That's why poetry is important because it really, unlike any other entertainment tv music or anything like that it really forces you almost to empathize with somebody and say like you have to live it with them yeah one of the best um poetry books that i lost i'm so mad that i lost it i don't know where it went hint to someone to get you right for christmas right it's (laughs) a uh it was uh it's like poetry writing the expert guide or something like that it was really well written and uh (laughs) but one thing that i took away from it was that poetry should be um something that you build outside of yourself that it's almost like creating something uh in space that everybody can walk completely around so almost like putting some like if you were to put a 3d object you know in this room and then we can both observe it just kind of like this water bottle or whatever Mm -hmm. and like the water bottle is almost a poem and we can say oh here's this part of the poem like the the the, the cap or Uh oh here's the bottom and look at the ridges of the water bottle and stuff like that putting that into context of poetry and saying we're going to create something that we can both look at objectively from this side or this side or whatever and i that's kind of how i try to approach it and that's the power of poetry we can create something just with our voice and our words to have um kind of a meeting of the minds and say hey look at this and and really examine it whereas if it's you know just you know if we use the water bottle still if if it's just water being shoved in our face you know or like spilled out everywhere you, you you might not get the same value you know what i mean i don't know is there anything else you'd like to talk about or if someone was listening to this you'd want to tell them or let them know or anything along those lines Mm, i mean you can you you don't need a tie you don't need somebody to give you the title of poet Hmm. you can say that you're a poet Hmm. you know um if you wrote a poem before you're a poet Hmm. um i used to wrestle with the title of poet like oh you're a poet and it's just kind of like, oh, well, I'm really just a person. I'm just a regular person. Right. That r- happens to write poetry. Right. You know what I mean? Um, just because, it, it, so like the title thing, I think, you know, gets a lot of people in the misconceptions of poetry, like the beret, the bongos, um, you know, I've been, you know, razzed on that. Like, oh, you're going to say poetry with your bongos, Aaron, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't care. I can take it on a, you know, I'll take the hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people, that's a barrier to entry. And they're like, I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be seen as this type of person or whatever, but that's, 
that's on them, not on you. Like you're your own type of poet. Like you don't have to be the poet that I am. Right. That's that's the wrong type of poet for you to be. You need to be the poet. You can be influenced by any poet that there is, but remember that you have a voice and it's about your voice and your experience and your emotion and your, you know, your story mm-hmm. that you want to tell and as much as you want to do it, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I would say to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of hard for me to post stuff and not worry about what people think about it because it is on their social media feed. Like I've gotten like two likes on stuff consistently. Like, ah, two, I'm good, you know, but it's been really fun and it's been challenging. It's just a good personal exercise. You know, I've written so many poems in my bedroom that I've never shared that Mm -hmm. don't get likes. Should we read a poem? Dude, let's. I think you should read a poem, too. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's your podcast. You can just edit it. That's true. I could always take anything out. Okay, so I'm going to do this one. I've never really said this one, and I think it's just maybe it it, it ties up the the encouragement that I wanted to to do, right? And just we'll just let it exist. Let it burn. Let it walk. Let it set. Let it stop. Let it simmer. Let it rock. Let it air. Let it flop. Let it fill, let it knock, let it grow, let it crop, let it build, let it park, let it mill, let it spark, let it chill, let it warp, let it kill, let it carve, let it father, let it starve, let it soak, let it croak, let it float, let it stroke, let it know the hand, let them know the hand you've been dealt the color blood that it spilt, the only mother tongue that you felt, as you weathered the environment you inherited and claimed for yourself. Let it know, let them know how you're built. (laughs) That was awesome. That was good. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Wordplay, you know? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, I'll read this one because it's funny. Love it. Rolling up to work 30 minutes late eating Halloween sugar cookies for breakfast. I swear I'm an adult. But age is just a number, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven cookie crumbs on my shirt. So I think today I'm seven. I still have long pigtails, buck teeth I squirt water between, an imaginary world I share with my cousin, and an insatiable desire to basically just be weird. And then I don't know where I'm going to go from there. I love it. I love it. I'm hooked. Yeah. It's about not wanting to adult. Showing up to work, and I sit in my car, and I'm like, I have to adult today. I have to fit into some sort of box at work. Oh, complete it, please. You need to write that one. That's really good. Hey, Aaron, thanks for taking the time out today to come talk to me about poetry and why you think it's awesome and sharing some of it with us. That's so cool. Yeah, appreciate you having me. It was fun. Hey, XOP listener, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed this episode as Aaron and I talked poetry. You can find more of Aaron's poetry and follow him at Done Poetically on Instagram. And be sure to check out the East Texas Spoken Word Invitational on April 21st, hosted at El Guapo Records in downtown Tyler, Texas. Aaron will be the featured poet for that slam. Also, keep an eye out for a book of poems that Aaron is publishing called Poetry for Your Sake. That should be debuting at the East Texas Book and Word Invitational. In addition, you might be able to catch Aaron at the Street Poets Classic Slam at the 220 Lounge in Tyler, Texas on February 24th. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, keep finding wonder in the ordinary.